0: Welcome to Let the Children Fly, where we empower, equip, and encourage parents on their parenting journey. On today's episode, I want to talk about how we cannot always shelter our children from hard moments or from trauma or from disappointments, but how we respond to our child in that moment is a make or break it. It's how we respond to our children is the difference between our child going through hardship, which they will go through, and the difference between that and the differ- the difference between it becoming a watershed moment or memory in their childhood that affects them for years down the road. And I just, I want to zoom in on what, um, what we can do to help our children in those moments. So I first just want to outline a little bit about Holy Spirit. You know, we have God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, and we worship one God, but we have three different aspects of the one God. And the Holy Spirit is the one in the Word that is described as the comforter, the nurturer. He's the one that gives us counsel and wisdom and guidance. He's so smart. He's the one that gives us a, you know, a check in our spirit. He's the one that alerts us when we haven't paid a bill or we need to remember to do something or come on. He's the one that that sits beside us and he champions us and how to live a successful life. He's the one that gives us a little tap on our shoulder when we are getting off, maybe t- into temptation or doing something that is outside of what the Father God has for us. So Holy Spirit really is our guide. He's the one that that instructs us in our life so that we can live a successful life. And so we have God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, and that is modeled through mother, father, and through our siblings in the family. It's why family is so important to Father God. As they all have very significant roles for the next generation, for our children, and so it's the mother who really models who Holy Spirit is through her nurturing and her comfort and her teaching and and guidance. And I just I want to just highlight that because. Um, You know, we cannot shelter our children from going through hard things. We just we can't, whether it's the bully on the playground or um, a misunderstanding with friends or or through trauma. I mean, come on. Trauma happens. And maybe it's through a loss of a pet or through a divorce or a death of grandmother. Or I mean, there's just so many things that could happen to a child that bring their heart's discomfort. Some of it being from at the hands of somebody else's sin sin or their wounds. And some of it is just normal, natural stuff that just happens because we live in a fallen world. But anyway, so we cannot stop that. And when parents position themselves as trying to make their child's world perfect you are putting yourself in a position of playing God because there's no way that a human being could perfectly protect another human being, that that job is is really truly reserved for Father God. But there is something that we can do as parents when our children do our hard things. And that's what I want to talk about today. And I want to... um share it in testimony form i want to introduce you to my real sweet friend amy and she's in one of my mentor groups and she um, has two little children and she is just dynamite if you if you met amy you would just fall in love with her she's gorgeous she's so kind she's sweet she's beautiful she's a leader she's fierce she's powerful she's creative there's just so many things about amy that i've just fallen in love with and Amy has has shared um, uh, in her journey about having these different um, interactions with people where she just feels invisible, where maybe she's met somebody like 12 different times and they still forget her name, or she just feels like people have permission to dismiss her. And she's felt this in high school. She's felt it... Um, And in her present um, church and in her present lifestyle or life. And, um, you know, it's, it's not even something that she's ever been able to put her finger on as far as why it happens. But it is something that has become such a pattern in her life. She's just, it's almost like she's come to expect it. Because it has been so normal and so familiar in her life. So Amy and I got together recently and we were just kind of unpacking what is this that's keeping her from being the fullness that the Father God um, has for her, has knit her and created her to be. And, you know, she started sharing about how she was uh, an only child and the first time that she was dropped off for school and she was left there. And it was a pretty traumatic event. And I agree for children when they go to um, school for the first time, they're encountering all sorts of uh, different things, different spirits, different people carry different things and and different personalities. And come on, the list is endless as far as what a child experiences in that moment. So, I'm not obviously not advocating don't put them to school or don't help them walk through that milestone. But I am validating. It's a very big deal for a child to um to walk through that for the very first time. And so, that was her first experience or memory that God revealed to her as far as feeling invisible and just having really strong emotions. And so it kind of taught Amy that um, things were all up to her and that there really wasn't anybody there to really kind of help her. She was left, obviously, for the day at school, and she was dealing with the trauma and the um, just the profound feelings of feeling all alone and very isolated. And shortly after that, um, Amy's mom worked Um, about an hour away or was out of town. And and her mom had already arranged for a sitter to come and pick up Amy when she was six years of age at school. And that sitter forgot. And so for six hours, the six year old was left and they couldn't reach the mom they couldn't reach the babysitter and um come on six hours is an incredible amount of time um for anybody I mean, come on picture an adult being left for six hours but for a child to be left for six hours i mean that's just an astronaut astronomical amount of time and so they eventually the school eventually called the police and the police came and filed a report against the mom for um child neglect um, even though the mom had a uh, sitter arranged, it still is the mother's responsibility. And so here Amy is, this little girl, and she was left. And now she's dealing with her mother, who is obviously upset and scared. She's dealing with the police that are involved. She's dealing with the school. And there's just a lot of things going on in the atmosphere for, for Amy when she was little, when she was six years of age. And I just I want you to zoom in on the mom for just a minute. And I want you to picture um, a single mom who did everything right. She got her a babysitter for her daughter and um, that her daughter was left. And I want you to picture what that would have felt like for a mom. Just those overwhelming feelings of of, um, feeling helpless, especially being so far away as well. And I want you to picture the mom now having the police involved and that they filed a charge against her for child neglect. Come on! There's not a mom in the world that would not, that could not crawl into the horrible, horrifying feelings that that would, um, that you would feel in that situation. And um, I want you to picture the atmosphere of the mom that night: scared, overwhelmed, probably mad, fearful, shamed. Oh, come on! Shame was all over this one. And I want you to picture little Amy, six-year-old Amy, going to bed that night. And I want you to see that the trauma was not in the event. The trauma was not that she was physically left for six hours. The trauma happened and why it became such a watershed moment for her. The trauma was in the response, not the event, but the response to the event from the mom. That her mother was so overwhelmed as a single mom walking through that horrible event. Because she had trauma too that day, the mother did. Um, with the police involved and and the charges against her. But the the trauma for Amy came in the lack of a healthy response. What did little Amy, six-year-old Amy, need in that moment? She needed somebody, her mother, to model Holy Spirit in giving her instruction and counsel and wisdom so it would look like this. Amy, I'm so sorry that your sitter was not there. I'm so sorry that you had to sit there for so long. It is not okay that you felt unprotected. Amy, this is 100% my responsibility as your mother to make sure that you are covered, that you are picked up, that you are not left. And do you see what I'm saying? It would have required what Amy needed in that moment as a little girl is she needed a mother to come in and instruct her about the events of her life and about kind of like the why of what happened and to take responsibility for it. And instead what happened is Amy felt not only her atmosphere of, of the trauma of being left, but she felt her mother's atmosphere of what her, the trauma of what the mother was going through, the fear, the anxiety, the anger, um, the shame, etc. Um, And so what happened, because nobody was there to come alongside Amy and instruct her and to give her counsel and wisdom about what had just happened, the enemy did. And the enemy came in and said, well, it's because you're invisible. Come on, when we do not operate, especially as mothers, we do not operate in our God-given role to instruct and to give counsel to our children and to help them to discern and, and to interpret life events, the enemy will. The enemy will. And he will come in and he will find a reason why um, that happened. And he will speak a lie over that child. And here, for all these years, because that was a truth-based um, uh, situation for Amy, it's it's like there, she had a hula hoop around her. And in her hula hoop, she was releasing, I'm invisible. Because that's what the enemy instructed her and told her about herself because of these events that had happened. And so everywhere she went since then, even into being a grown woman, into a mother of two young children, she was releasing into the atmosphere, hey, I'm invisible. And so what would happen when somebody would meet her? They'd come up against the hula hoop first, and they would actually feel, even though their eyes couldn't see it, on their, they couldn't see it in their mind, but the spirits knew, could feel it, or their spirits were aware, oh, this, this girl right here, she's invisible. And what would they do? They would treat her like she was invisible. Come on, you guys. This is so powerful. I'm just so thankful for Amy's courage and for her willingness to do the hard heart work and that she was brave enough to come and look at what had happened to her when she was younger. I want to highlight, too, that we are mind, body, and spirit. And so when Amy was left, her body was left. She was physically left. She was physically neglected or left, uh, left behind. So that stopped the moment that the school and the police officers got involved. So now her body is safe. That's awesome. That's the first place to start. Then the second thing is Amy probably was very worked up. She probably had a lot of tears in in processing that. And so the second thing is to help her with her emotion and let her know that she is now back reunited with her mother and back in her own bed and in her own house that she's physically safe. So that's the second thing. But the third thing is, is it also happened to Amy's spirit. And, and in that event, there was a spirit of trauma that was traumatic. And there became a bona fide spirit of trauma that attached itself to that event for Amy. And even though Amy's done the hard work over the years of, of reliving this memory or going back to it and doing some, some really good deep inner healing work. Um, She hadn't yet uh, resolved it in the spirit realm and I just think this is so amazing. I'll leave you with this. She reported she said yeah a lot of times I've done inner healing ministry and when I leave it's like I need to go take a nap and she said but this time I feel so light and so free I just I, I feel so alive. And I told her, I said, well, be, that's exactly what I'm saying, Amy, is that before you were doing the the um, the heart work, the soul work. And we do need to do that. You cannot skip that, um, that you needed to go through the and, 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 and get healing in the emotions and the soul. And when you relive trauma, yes, it feels heavy and it feels like it took something from you. Like you feel like you were hit by a mad truck when it's all over. It's good, but you also feel emotionally exhausted, but... With, um, with my session with Amy, what we went after is in the spirit realm. And the spirit uses different tools than when we're going after the soul. And so we were relying, uh, uh, we were aligning things in the spirit. And we were breaking that spirit of trauma off of her. So the trauma left. So there was a weight that actually came off of Amy. And so that's what she was experiencing the lightness. Because it is so important that we deal, as adults, we deal with events through our mind, our body, and our spirit. Anyways, I hope this blesses you. And what I want you to get, let me just put the bullet points here. What I want you to get is it. we cannot keep our children from trauma. We cannot keep our children from enduring hard things on earth. Life is hard sometimes, and our children are not exempt. But the way we respond to it is the difference between it being full-blown trauma or lasting trauma and it being just a hard event and what a child needs is they need for a parent especially mothers dads can do it too but especially mothers to come alongside and to give them instruction and interpretation come on in a divorce we say this happened because mom and dad and we are, we're filling in some of the blanks. We're not telling the children the full story and putting the weight of, of all of the details on them. But we're filling in the blanks that this one actually is mom and dad's responsibility, not yours. Or when a, when a child is being bullied from the playground, as we say, you know what? Johnny did that because Johnny doesn't know who he is. Or Johnny is hurting a lot inside. That's why he feels the need to hurt somebody else. This is not a reflection of your worth and value. And we're coming along and we're filling in the blanks. And we're giving our children instructions to help paint the accurate picture of some of the events that they are walking through. So that that the enemy doesn't do it for them. And then it becomes a lasting memory and the trauma continues. Anyways, I hope this blesses you guys today. Um, Way to get in the game and to be the instructors for your children.